Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey guys, Jeremy here. Welcome back to our journey with Luke on the Living Unleashed podcast. Today we are looking at Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And as we look at this chapter, uh, the first thing you probably notice is, I I would argue that this is probably one of the most read chapters out of the Bible. The reason is, is because it contains within it the classic uh, account of Jesus's birth, that, that birth narrative that we read around the Christmas season, especially on Christmas Eve, over and over and over. So you look at Luke chapter 2, and you may think, man, isn't Christmas over? Why am I reading that? What I would challenge you to as you read Luke chapter 2 is to read it without the Christmas lens. Read it without the Christmas lens. It's really kind of cool that we're reading it here after the Christmas season is over, so that we can encounter this chapter not within the context of our traditions, our celebrations, and our our uh, uh, just how we culturally approach Christmas, but so that we can approach it as a text of Scripture, listening for the voice of God, listening for the Holy Spirit to speak to us through this chapter. And so I, I challenge you to do that if you haven't already read Luke chapter 2, uh, to read it and, and try to read it out of the Christmas context and to say, Lord, what do you want to speak to me through this? How, how is this passage going to impact me? Now, as I was reading through Luke 2 and reflecting upon it to prepare for this podcast, you know, a, a pa- another passage came to mind. Actually, a couple of passages came to mind. The first passage comes out of 1 Kings 19, and the second passage comes out of Acts 9. Now, you may ask, why was my mind going to those two passages as I read Luke chapter 2? Well, here's the thing. In Luke chapter 2, what we discover is, you know, Jesus is born. But the vast majority of the world misses it. They miss that it even happens. Um, the shepherds who come on the night of, of Jesus' birth come because they're prompted by an angelic host, which would really get your attention. But there are two people in this narrative that really jump off the page at me. Those two people are Simeon and Anna. Now, Simeon and Anna both encounter Mary and Joseph and Jesus when Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple to have him dedicated. Now, when they arrive... Simeon recognizes. Now, I want you to think about that for just a second. He recognizes Jesus as the Messiah, the one whom God has sent. Now, you may ask yourself why. I mean, Mary and Joseph left the place they were staying. They traveled through the streets of Jerusalem carrying Jesus. They traveled into the temple, which would have been a crowded place. They encountered people, they encountered temple officials, they encountered uh, priests, and all these folks. No one, no one, at least it's not recorded, that anyone else takes any special notice of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, except Simeon, and then Anna, and those are the only two. So what do we find out about these two people? 
Well, we find out about these two people that that they were passionate about God. We can't get into both of their situations, but just to say that they were passionate about God, they were seeking God, and they heard this whisper from the Holy Spirit. Now, it doesn't say whisper, but I'm just saying, they had they got this prompting. They got this promise. So, so back to the other two passages. See, I have been, I have used it as an example before that sometimes God has to hit me over the head with a two by four to get my attention. And it's true. And if I had more than a 10 minute podcast, I could share you a couple of stories with you from my own life about how God has really had to get my attention. But when we go to First Kings, we find this account with Elijah. Now, Elijah um, experiences the presence of God and gets to see his glory. But if you recall that account, and if you don't, just go back to 1 Kings 19 and take a look at it. But there was fire, there was massive wind, and there was an earthquake. And it says in all three of those, God wasn't in any of those. But then there was a gentle whisper, a still small voice. God was in that, this gentle whisper. Now, I share this with you because I think sometimes we look for the grand for God to talk to us. We look for the grand that God's going to give us this blinding light, this this big example, this big arrow road sign to tell us what to do or to lead us or to guide us. But the reality is, is that God's spirit oftentimes works with us very gently. And it comes because we've been focused on God. We've We've taken the time. It says that Anna, she lost her husband, and so she'd spend the rest of her years just worshiping, praying, fasting. This constant seeking of God is what allowed her to be able to see and hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit says, that's him, that's the Messiah. Simeon, Simeon was this righteous man who who was dedicated to God and and he was in his prayer and in his conversations. He had already heard the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit. They said God revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. And so he does. Here he is. He says, now your servant can rest. You know, he sees it. So th- this is the choice of God, you know, this gentle whisper. Now, in Acts 9, real quick, you've got Saul. Saul, who becomes Paul. And Saul's conversion is the proverbial get hit in the head by the two by four. You know, he's on the road, blinding light, big voice, ends up blind. You know, God really has to get Saul's attention. He does, he can't hear a gentle whisper. Now, I want you to note, if you read through the passage, that after the event, Saul gets quiet. It says he spends the next three days in prayer and fasting while he waits until Ananias comes and... and blesses him, and the scales fall from his eyes, and he can see, and he has this massive, uh, just massive event happen in his life. So you've got these two poles, these two extremes, and and here's what I, I think. I think God really wants to speak to us in that still small voice. He wants us to hear. He wants that intimate relationship. I mean, I think of my own kids. Sometimes, you know, the house gets a little chaotic, everybody gets loud, and you have to kind of holler to get everyone's attention. Now, that's not my choice way that I want to communicate with my kids. Sometimes you have to raise your voice, get everybody's attention, get them to quiet down so you can say something. You have to get their attention. My preferred method is when I'm sitting in my chair and one of my kids comes over and hops on my lap, and I say, hey, how was your day? And they start telling me what they did. They went out jumping on the trampoline, or they helped mom bake cookies, or, or, or whatever, you know, and that they get to, that's the way I want it. I don't want to have to 
to, to holler to get everybody's attention. I don't want to have it have to be that big. I want that that intimate moment and communication. And see, I think that's what God wants with us. God doesn't want to have to hit us over the head with a two by four. God, God's not seeking to have to get our attention in that kind of a way. He wants to talk to us in that gentle whisper. And I look at Simeon and I look at Anna and I see how they were, because they had spent time with God and the Holy Spirit, they were able to hear this prompting of the Spirit, this still small voice to say, that's him, that's the Messiah. That's right there. You want to see that, guys? That's him. I want that. I want that in my own life with God. I have to first confess I've made God have to really grab my attention because I was too busy. I was too distracted. But that's not what I want. I want to be chasing after God with such a passion, such intensity, that God can whisper to me and I can hear. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have that kind of relationship with God. That's why I invite you to continue on this journey with us, reading through Luke, listening for the Spirit, so that you can be like Simeon and Anna, that God can prompt you gently with the Spirit and say, right there, that's what you need to do. That's where you need to go. That's what I want to work on. That's where I'm working, and I want you to join me. All right? And that's what I want. So I hope you're having a just, just a wonderful and awesome experience as you're reading through Luke. I invite you to invite others to join us on this uh, conver- in this conversation. I invite you, get on to the website or to Facebook and um, um, leave a comment, start a conversation uh, as we discuss this together. Because I want to hear, how does God speak to you? Do, you? do you hear God in whispers or is it always a two before over the head to get your attention? Because I want to know how you're experiencing that. If you don't have the free guide yet, I invite you, uh, the free guide, uh, the Journey with Luke guide, I invite you to go to the website, click on the button there, get signed up. You'll get emails updating you on all the new information coming out, all the new podcasts and YouTube videos videos, uh, as well as the other opportunities to, to go deeper with God as we intentionally shape our lives to seek Him. And, and just it's just going to be an awesome journey. I'm so glad you're with us, and I'm so glad you've joined as you continue through uh, reading. I hope you have an awesome day. I look forward to you joining us tomorrow for Luke chapter 3. And as you go through the rest of your day, may you keep on living unleashed.